G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Hello, Lyle. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, g'day, Neil. Lyle, the the 45th Parliament uh, was more like a warm-up yesterday with all of the things that went on, the church service in the morning, the swearing-in, the 19-gun salute, all of those uh, preliminary things that happen at the beginning of a new Parliament. Uh, but it doesn't go beyond uh, the uh, the noticing of those who've been following the marriage debate that there was an awful lot of jostling going on uh, yesterday uh, so far as the marriage issue is concerned. What are your uh, thoughts on a, a bit of an update on what's been happening? Yeah, it was quite extraordinary yesterday and even Monday uh, when the, the politicians who are members of the main political parties arrived back in Canberra and had party room meetings. Uh, it was all about same-sex marriage, um, as if this was the biggest issue facing the nation. We, we saw on Monday uh, Labor announcing or pledging that it, it was going to block legislation to have a people's vote on whether or not we should redefine marriage. This was something that the Prime Minister and the coalition parties promised at the election. They won the election campaigning for a people's vote, and yet Labor wants to block this in the Senate, and they've been joined by Nick Xenophon and his team. Uh, so uh, on that basis, there wouldn't be the numbers to, to get that through the Senate. And, and then we saw yesterday uh, Bill Shorten and Tanya Plibersek, his deputy, announced that they are going to put up a same-sex marriage bill to try and force that through the parliament. Then the Greens have jumped on the bandwagon, along with uh, independents Andrew Wilkie and Cathy McGowan. So uh, it's all same-sex marriage, as if this is the biggest issue facing the nation. And I, I just think that's quite extraordinary. Well, Lyle, new polling shows that people uh, might vote to preserve the definition of marriage, and that's caused all sorts of concern for the opponents of marriage, those who are trying to change the definition of marriage. And this is being used as a reason not to have a people's vote. It's extraordinary, Neil. Uh, This news broke on the weekend. Uh, Someone within the Labor Party was briefing the Sunday newspapers late on Saturday night, and uh, they... Uh, revealed, and I think this was a tactical misstep on their part, they revealed that they had polling which showed that if a plebiscite was held, Australians would vote to preserve the definition of marriage, <laughs> uh, the idea of mum, dad and the, and the kids. Uh, but um, and, and so that's been used then as, as a reason for Labor to, to say, no, we don't want to have the plebiscite. Now, now let's, let's just think about this. What does this mean? This is code for um, the people... Uh, may well get it wrong, don't trust the people, let's in no way let them have a say. This is political elites uh, coalescing. Uh, So we've seen Labor, the Greens, uh, the Xenophon team all coalesce to say, no, we're not going to allow the people to have a say on this. Uh, Forget the fact that the government won the election campaigning for a people's vote. They're going to block that because they don't trust the people to get the outcome that they want, which is a redefinition of marriage. Uh, I just think that's outrageous. And uh, I think we've all got to take a good hard look at what's going on in our politics uh, because elites 
um, uh, dictating again uh, to the common people. Uh, well, what it feels like, what it looks like is a manipulation of the democratic process. And it seems to be the Prime Minister's uh, called out uh, on morning television this whole issue that it is anti-democratic to deny the people a, a, an opportunity to have their say. It's completely anti-democratic, particularly when your reasoning is uh, that you've got polling which shows the people might not vote uh, the way that you want. They're, they're afraid that uh, Australians might do a Brexit uh, and, and uh, poke the elites in the in the eye on this. And uh, I, I just think that's crazy. Now, now, generally, it is good for the parliament to, to make our policy decisions. But this issue of redefining marriage has been coming up over and over again in the parliament for the last six or seven years, relentlessly. Um, there's been about 18 bills that have all failed. Um, it is a big change. It affects, it upends the whole way we think about family and the rights and the human rights of children to be known and loved by their own mother and father wherever possible. This is a massive, massive change. It means it, it affects whether we have gender fluidity, education in our schools, whether there's free speech. Uh, every Australian uh, should have the right to have a say on whether they accept the consequences of redefining marriage and, and how they will then flow through uh, almost every area of life. So this is a big decision that people should be allowed to have a say. This issue of consequences, Lyle, very important because I imagine for people who want to preserve the definition of marriage, uh, having a ability to be able to articulate what those consequences are in a simple way is something that's very important. I know uh, you've got a very simple way of uh, talking about consequences, almost like a three-point plan uh, worthy of memorising for people who say, well, how do I argue when someone says uh, we ought to change the definition of marriage? But but the idea of uh, starting off with the fact that uh, if we were to change the marriage definition, we would be denying a mother and a father uh, their right to be the parents of children. Uh, that, that's, a, that's an interesting way to start, isn't it? I, I, that's where we, we must start. This is a social justice issue. Uh, it's not about whether we um, are against gay people or anything like that. I think uh, we all know that we are to love and, and um, be respectful to every person in the community, regardless of of uh, how they might identify sexually uh, or, or the like. It's not about whether we love or hate someone. This is about social justice. It's about social justice for children. It's about the consequences that flow. And it's about uh, whether we have gender ideology in schools and about whether we have free speech and whether there's the freedom uh, to talk about these things, to teach uh, marriage, the truth of marriage in Christian schools and churches, in general society, without ending up in front of an anti-discrimination commission, as we've already seen some people uh, in Australia, most notably Archbishop Julian Porteous in Tasmania, who was dragged before a commission for teaching the church's view on marriage. So it's a very serious issue, Neil, and um, it's one that we really have to grapple with. The parliament is just enthralled in this issue at the moment. The media are in a frenzy. It is just unbelievable. We've got big issues facing our nation, and yet the political class is obsessed with this issue, and the elites of that political class don't want the ordinary people to be able to have a say. Uh, that three-point plan, denial of mothering and fathering to children, uh, the idea of legal persecution through anti-discrimination law of those who dissent, 
and the third one, compulsory programs like safe schools teaching children, among other things, that their gender is fluid. Those things worthy of remembering. As we go into the next day of the new parliament, uh, there's been a number of private members' bills that have been presented, all trying to push this issue of uh, of uh, of denying the plebiscite. Uh, what's likely to happen today, Lyle? What have you got your eye on? Yeah, look, it's important to note that um, these... Uh these private members' bills on marriage are unlikely to go anywhere. They're designed to pressure test the government. The government has a very slim majority in the House of Representatives. And uh, full credit to Malcolm Turnbull and his senior ministers. They are saying they will hold the line that the only pathway towards considering the issue of marriage is through a plebiscite. So they're saying, look, let this um, plebiscite legislation go through the Senate uh, but, of course, Labor, the Greens and the Independents are saying, no, we want to pressure test the government on the floor of the House of Representatives. Um, I think that will fail and these bills will go nowhere. Um, and uh, but, but nonetheless, it's going to generate a lot of uh, pressure and media commentary. And just quickly, uh, your thoughts on what might happen with the plebiscite, because uh, it sounds... Uh, the way I've been hearing you talk of recent times, that you're still confident that the plebiscite will pass through uh, the Senate. Uh, So, therefore, I suspect you're predicting that the Labor Party might actually concede here and actually uh, support the plebiscite? That's what I think will happen, Neil. I think if you look very carefully at Bill Shorten's words and some of his senior ministers like or senior shadow ministers like uh, Penny Wong, they have left wiggle room uh, in, in the words they have used. So they're, they're wanting to block the plebiscite initially, but they've left room to, um, to, to manoeuvre on that. Uh, so I suspect they'll block it uh, on one occasion. It'll be put up again. And I think they'll say, look, we've tried... Um, and and then they'll they'll relent and, and let the plebiscite legislation through the Senate. And uh, so I do think we will end up facing a plebiscite sometime early next year. But whatever happens, Neil, I think it's really important that we don't go back to sleep again on this issue. Uh, I'm seeing uh, an amazing rallying of uh, Christians in particular, but also people of other faiths and, and of no faith, realising that there are consequences to this that are very, very big. And uh, so people are uh, are coalescing and and are rallying around the issue. But uh, if this goes off the boil because it's blocked in the Senate, um, we can't go back to sleep. We have to continue to make the case as to why marriage should be preserved, why it's a human right for children, why we don't want gender fluidity in schools and why we want to continue to have free speech and freedom of religion in this country. We we must not give up on this issue uh, if, um, if this remains gridlocked in the parliament. Well, Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby, always appreciate your insights and your thoughts on how things are progressing. So far as the debate over marriage continues, I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can get a hold of uh, resources there by way of some of Lyle Shelton's latest blogs as he keeps us up to date on some of the developments that have been going on. Lyle, thanks so much for taking some time to be with us again today on 2020. Uh, A real pleasure, Neil. Thank you for your interest in the issue. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.